Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag, visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike, and I'll be your guide for the next uh, next two hours. Hey, before we get started, let me introduce my fellow patriots sitting here in the room with me today on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Oh, that time of week again, huh? Yes, sir. We are back. We are back in uh, back in the studio, back in the Keltec studios here, and uh, we're about to bring some some drops of gun knowledge, drop some uh, drop some <laughs> firearms wisdom. We're about to we're about to bring it bring it around. So, uh, and and now the uh, the keeper the keeper of the wisdom on my left, guarding the door, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, sir. How are you? Uh, how are you doing this fine uh, this fine day here at uh, Arms Room Radio? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Good, very good, very good. Glad to glad you gentlemen could um, both join us. I'm sporting a new set of twin wheels. You are sporting. Some, what, what do you? Yeah, I don't. Well, hold on, let me see. Is it? That's not, I didn't bring them in with me. Oh, it's not in here. Okay, it's okay. I could get it in the elevator, but that would be a really great stoppy. <laughs> yes. yes. So uh, what 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 do you have? What did what did you pick up? I got uh, Multistrada Ducati. A Ducati. Oh, I saw those in the movie Chips. Yeah. 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 I think that was that was one big long Ducati commercial. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be hating. I'm no, not. no, no. No, listen, not. The Ducati, that's a very nice bike. It's a yeah, very, you, very nice you, bike. Yeah. You're not yeah, kidding. Yeah. Nice big kidding. honking duck. Yeah, I yeah. knew I was with the right guys over at uh, Melamoto in Ocala, which is where I went and got it, when he said, we need to stop and get petrol. A petrol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? Yes, yeah, North petrol? Central Florida. You, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. haven't been over here very long, yeah. have you? No, he, yeah, he has. He just, you know, because he does Italian motorcycles, he right. says petrol. Mm, okay. So shout out to those guys. Thanks for uh, hooking me up. Very cool. Very cool. Now we uh, we will all be on the break downstairs, test driving it, taking it around. I was, dibs. Not, I was not stupid enough to bring it here with <laughs> where, where you could touch it. Dang it. Yeah. You, so it's you, somewhere you, else right you now. Ruckus rambler, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, hey, before we get going, let me uh, remind everybody you can catch us live on the internet stream. It's 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time on Saturdays. It's 3 to 5 p.m. Just go to armsroomradio.com. It's, uh, it's about halfway down the page, somewhere around there, depending on if you're looking on your computer, or on your mobile device, your, your pad, your tablet, whatever it happens to be. About, about middle of the way down. So check us out, armsroomradio.com. You can also go to armsroomradio.com and see where we're playing live, when we play live on the, all the different uh, stations, different markets. Uh, you know, let's 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 say hello. Let's, uh, let's say Dover, Delaware. Delaware. Let's say hello to Delaware today. Uh, we've got uh, Texas. We're over. Don't forget to say hello to Texas. Of course, uh, the great state of uh, Washington State. Oh, yes. I mean, lots of places out there. We've got all state over Florida. State of confusion. Yeah, Georgia. <laughs> state That's of a given. Georgia, That's a given. Uh, Colorado. Catatonic, you know, and uh, I believe even some uh, some New York we heard from recently. So uh, somebody's uh, picking us up there in New York now. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah, Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. Man, we're just getting all over the place. Well, you know, if you get into Philadelphia, you get into New York because they they argue, <laughs> oh, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. fight, yeah, they well, fight the, for the same market. Yeah, they fight for, yeah for, usually on the same uh, frequency. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody um, go get engineering to tune that dial up just another notch. Right. Go to eleven. Right. <laughs> we can blow those guys That's out. It. Go to eleven. There's old school reference right there. Yeah. Uh, so, so anything, uh, anything interesting, anything cool going on in the world of law this week? Anything nice? Anything fun? Or? Um, not that I can talk about. Not it, it's talk it's okay. still, I, I had one that was kind of interesting uh, that started Wednesday night and and ended Thursday day, um, and involved me having to show a piece of aluminum and titanium pipe to someone to convince them that I was not playing, um, and they they acquiesced. They said, you know what, I, we believe you. And I wasn't going to hit them with it. I was just going to, I was, I just put it on the table. And they went, mm. you really do mean that you are a honey badger. <laughs> I said, yes, sir, I, I do. Uh, and, and you are going to acquiesce to my client's request in some form or fashion. And uh, I don't usually go all, you know, Kaiser Soze on them, but it was sometimes you have to right. absolutely go, dude, you got to understand there's a limit to what I can let you get away with. And then I just have to go, uh, hi, you're about to pay a stupid tax, but first <laughs> just had to let them know there is a new option on the table. That's right. It's, right. Uh, right. I didn't bring a hammer and a bag of money, but I, I did bring this thing and, <laughs> and, uh, it's very shocky. <laughs> it's very shocky. Okay. Just remember folks. MaxLawOrlando.com. Yeah. If you're looking for some uh, special <laughs> services, maximum <laughs> effort. <laughs> you, you want somebody to take care of you. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. So check check it out. Uh, well, I'm glad it worked out for you. I'm glad everything uh, I'm, I'm went well. I'm glad it worked and, out for the client. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, exactly. She's, uh, yeah. she's well, that's as what I meant. I meant happy know. as a clam right now. Yeah, very good. Very. Well, good. I don't know. I've never spoken to a clam, so I. But I assume since they don't complain, they're pretty. They're pretty content. I wonder what the origin is. Now, now you see what you've done. Yeah. Now it's I have to find shiny. the origin of happy as a clam. Yeah, now I have to know. Like I do these things by accident. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to know origin. So now he won't bother me with ridiculous questions about, you know, <laughs> what was the name of the guy who embedded the abacus? No, mm-hmm. he's just going to bother you with all kinds of information that he finds while looking for the origin of the saying happy as a clam. I'll go looking for where the origin of happy as, as a clam is and end up finding out how to teach Spanish to a giraffe because yeah, it'll be right yeah, there. It'll uh-huh. be linked to it, you know, and then you, yeah. you'll just yeah, find you yourself down a rabbit hole. D- and down I, that rabbit hole, everything <laughs> is linked. I, I did that to him with a cat out of the bag and a pig and a poke. Mm-hmm. That that made him, that that was, that drove him crazy until he found the medieval references to that. I, and, and to find those references, I had to go back into Kevin's diary. <laughs> it's a journal. <laughs> it's a channel. It's not a diary. 
girls keep diaries. <laughs> I was maintaining a journal. <laughs> and you're glad I did because there are some things that just you couldn't find the truth out about. Like no. what really happened to Lincoln. I mean, if I hadn't written that down, you wouldn't know. It's true. And, and, and it looked like, I don't know what kind of quill you were using back then, but it really kept its form and shape for, uh, for all these years. You it, know? It, it, well, it's, I, it's the same chicken. <laughs> I saved all the feathers. <laughs> I saved all the feathers. I mean, you don't use a chicken like that all at once. I mean, no, you know, no, it's, just... no. it's like a pig that pulls your family out of a house fire. You know, you don't need that pig all at one time. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. Um, hey, we got a we got a really really good program coming up for you today. We've got uh, let's see, joining us on the program, Doctor John Adeen from Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. He is the chief surgeon of Arms Room Radio, so he'll be joining us uh, in the second hour. Talk about some uh, an incident that went on in New York last week with uh, with a, a hospital and some firearms. So we we're talking about that. We have a uh, uh, general counsel uh, Eric Friday from Florida Carey. He'll be uh, he'll be on the program here shortly. Should be on next with this next segment to talk about Florida's yeah the, the appeal the the uh, the petition the writ of certiorari sent to the Supreme Court on Florida's open carry case. So we'll, we'll be talking uh, to him about that. Uh, we'll have Major Bill on in the program uh, later in the program. Looks looks that way. He's he's doing a little traveling, so we may or may not get him. It just depends on his uh, cellular signal strength and availability. Yeah. Don't yeah. roll your eyes at me when you say yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. not. Yeah. You know what? That just wasn't rolling. Can... I was winking at you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I can only see one of your eyes, so I couldn't tell. Right. Uh, hey, we got a really good show planned for you. Stick around. You're coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech 
a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT, S-I-R-T, training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios, and welcome to the Next Level Training segment of the show. Hey, be sure to check out our friends at Next Level Training. It's nextleveltraining.com, and get your very own CERT SIRT training pistol. You can choose from the Glock lookalike, which is the Model 110, the 107, which is the Smith & Weston M&P style, and the new pocket pistol. You don't have time to get your reps in? This is how you get time to get your reps in. That's nextleveltraining.com, and tell them Arms Room Radio sent you. Hey, uh, we have our first caller with us on the line. It's uh, uh, Attorney Eric Friday. Eric is general counsel for Florida Carries Organization. That's the premier grassroots organization for gun rights in the state of Florida. Uh, Eric, welcome back to the program. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. No, of course, of course. Listen, you guys, uh, you got some, uh, you got got the little issue come up this week. You guys making a little bit of news. We want to, we want to get the get the scoop straight from you and hear all about it. If you if you could uh, fill us fill us all in on it. 
Well, a lot of y'all may have been following Dale Norman's case for a while for a while now. Uh, <clears throat> he was a young man in Port St. Lucie who, the day he got his concealed carry license, uh, went out carrying his his firearm and uh, his shirt pulled up a little bit. He had, you know, unfortunately nobody had trained him the best way to carry in terms of needing what kind of belt to need and that kind of thing. Right, right. But uh, his gun became exposed and he was stopped for a second degree misdemeanor by what is commonly known as a felony stop. That is two cars from two different directions, officers pointing guns at him. And uh, for four years now, we've been battling this, or five years now, we've been battling this case. And this week we filed for a petition for cert with the U.S. Supreme Court to uh, try and get the U.S. Supreme Court to hear this since Florida Supreme Court said that the right to carry is adequately protected by a license in Florida. Well, that was my question is how did you get postured before the Supreme Court. So you file a writ of certiorari, which is basically you're asking the Supreme Court to review it. Correct. We we've been we went uh the county court judge down in Port St. Lucie, Judge Barnes, who uh yeah, he 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 was a good judge. He followed the law as it was written and said that yeah, this is something that the uh, appellate courts need to review and so he actually certified questions and allowed us to skip over an appeal to this the local circuit court and go straight to the 4th DCA. Uh, unfortunately, the Florida Attorney General's office took us all the way to the Supreme Court to try and stop the 4th DCA from hearing it. Um, Supreme Court said the 4th DCA had to hear it. They heard it. Uh, they denied, denied, the, uh, denied our request that they de- declare Florida's open carry law unconstitutional. Uh, so then we appealed it to the Florida Supreme Court, and by 4-2 to two decision, they uh, upheld the lower courts and said that uh, the right to, the right to carry is whatever the legislature says it is, even though every state supreme court throughout the history of this country has said the right to carry means the right to open carry. Uh, every court that's ever ruled on this issue throughout our history has said open carry is the right, concealed carry is a privilege that may be licensed by the state. Uh, no state supreme court throughout our history has ever said that the state is allowed to license or prohibit open carry. And for those that are just joining us, listening to this for the first time, hearing this story with us for the first time, Florida is one of only five states that does not have open carry, regular regular forms of, of open carry. So this is unusual, but it, but it does cover uh, many parts of the country still. Yes, and in fact, um, Florida, one of the is- big issues in the uh, D.C. v. Heller case was that um, – in D.C., you couldn't have a loaded – you could not have an operable handgun in your home. You could have an operable long gun in your home. In Florida, there is no legal way to carry a shotgun or rifle outside of your home unless you're hunting, fishing, or camping or going to the range. Right, right. And now, and now these are you – know, and it's just not normal circumstances. I mean, it's not even considered one of the normal exceptions when people say it's a state that allows open carry. It's just, it's just so infrequent that it uh, – uh, it's not even worth mentioning. Now it's happened. Kevin's uh, Kevin's defended people on it before that uh, that that got popped for it and had to educate just the same way that uh, your organization of Florida Carry is, yeah, is, is the, done. The, the reason why I like Eric's case is that sometimes uh, you don't want to use bad facts to make good case law. And, and absolutely, some of the cases where I've represented somebody for <clears throat> for an open display or uh, they were fuzzier. Right. They, they they weren't they weren't a clean cut case. Then maybe somebody had been at a bar, had a little bit to drink, um, and and that's not a good set of facts you want to make case law on. So those are right. resolve the issue for the client rather than resolve the issue for the citizenry. That's why I, well, I like the Norman case better for that kind of application. 
we've actually we've actually made two arguments in Norman. One argument is that the ban on open carry is just flat out unconstitutional. The other argument that we've made, though, is that as applied to licensees, it is especially unconstitutional because while the state may the court may say the state has an interest in licensing or in some manner regulating who is carrying firearms in public uh, to some extent. Mr. Norman had a concealed carry license. Right. It wasn't like he was just, you know, was just anybody. He had passed the background check. He had done everything the legislature said he needed to do to carry a firearm in public. So what is the big deal about whether it's open or hidden? Uh, why, why can we not carry firearms openly? Um, historically, the courts have said that concealed carry is the method of ne'er-do-wells and the criminal class. Yeah. Um, so – Open carry has long been recognized as the right. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think it was uh, was it Judge Thomas last month who said, uh, you know, he, he doesn't think the forefathers, when they meant bare arms, that, that it didn't mean from the kitchen to the living room. You know, it, uh, it meant open carry. Line. Yeah, it, that it, was a great line. You know, it, it, it clearly meant open carry outside the home. You know? Yeah, that there used to be a song that said, wore his gun on the outside of his pants for all the honest men to see. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely. And that's one of the that's one of the big issues that that they're going to have to settle sooner or later is, um, you know, we've now got we got California in the Ninth Circuit saying. Uh, in Peruta, right. there may be a right to carry outside the home, but if there is a right, it's not concealed carry. Right. And we're not going to discuss whether it's open carry because they claim that the Peruta case wasn't properly postured right. uh, t- to argue open carry. Uh, I, I know that I've talked to the lawyers that did that case. They would disagree. They, they are very clear that they did make the open carry argument as well. Um, you know, California actually only recently banned open carry a few years ago, and Florida was you know, a little older, 1987. But until 87, we had licensed open carry in Florida. Yeah, oh, but yeah, unlicensed open carry no, in no. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was licensed. It was it licensed. Was licensed. It's, it's been licensed uh, since 1901. Okay, and okay. The main, the main reason it was licensed in Florida was uh, after there was an attempted lynching that was stopped in Fourth uh, of July weekend. Uh, in 1892, 4th of July, uh, an attempted lynching was stopped by armed black citizens in Jacksonville, right. and a back, black pamphleteer wrote a pamphlet that said, a Winchester repeating rifle deserves a place of honor in every black home, and the next year the Florida legislature passed the first licensing law in Florida to require a license for Winchester repeaters, and then they added pistols to it in 1901. Yeah, Florida's own Jim Crow laws. That's yeah. exactly what it was, Jim Crow. Uh, yeah, what uh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's so, just so typical of the times. Luckily, we're not there anymore. That's that's uh, that's fortunate for all of us. But no, uh, I still think a Winchester rifle has a. Oh no! Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, no. But <laughs> I'm, 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 you know I've, what I mean. I'm, I'm referring mine. to uh, uh, you know a ruling one race or class out from owning a, a firearm. The Jim Jim Crow laws. Yeah. Um, you know that's 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 just horrible. You know There's some classes of people I don't want to have. Oh sure, yeah, like felons. Stupid. Yeah, felons, uh, convicted <laughs> felons, and terrorists. Those are yeah, two I could think yeah. of right there. But. Uh, well, I will tell y'all this this licensing law now. Even, there was a Florida Supreme Court justice in 1941, uh, Justice Buford, said that the only reason uh, Florida's licensing law was it had, that it existed since 1892 and 1901. In 1941, he said the only reason uh, that it was there was, in his words, to control the Negro populations in the turpentine and lumber camps, and that everybody knew that it was not 
constitutional, that it had never been applied against a white man because everybody knew if they applied it against a white man, it would be unconstitutional, and he was tired of seeing it continued to be applied to non-white men. Um, yeah, yeah, look, yeah, there's I, I, no doubt. Florida's law is was based in racism, right. and while it's not applied that way today, uh, just because you make it more equally doesn't mean it's not illegal. Correct, correct. Eric, we got uh, uh, just under a minute left. The next step here, now, tell me if I'm wrong, uh, what is it, first Monday in October, Supreme Court comes back, do they hear writs immediately, do they review them immediately, is it something they do before, or do they wait a month or two? They'll they'll start setting things for conference committee almost immediately. They I think they've set a date of August for the state to respond okay. and uh, respond to the cert brief. Um, yeah, we're going to make very clear that that we expect Attorney General Bondi to agree that the Supreme Court needs to hear this case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will tell you right now, if Attorney General Bondi tells the Supreme Court that it should not hear this case. We're going to start questioning what her, how pro-gun she really is. Yeah, exactly right. Eric, thank you for joining us. It's FloridaCarry.org, FloridaCarry.org. And, of course, you can go find them on Facebook. It's uh, Facebook.com slash FloridaOpenCarry. Thank you for joining us, sir. Stick around. Uh, we've got more program coming up to you next. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C usa.com welcome back to arms room radio we're coming to you live from the keltech studios hey this is the gun tech usa segment of the program i talked to our good friends out there at uh, gun tech usa this week and it's uh it's you know they're in there in phoenix scottsdale area of arizona and uh, right now, the temperatures have been uh, about about 110, I think is what he said, 110, 110. Oh, is that all? 112. Listen, I told him, listen. But, 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 but remember, it's a dry heat. Yeah, let's, well, uh, listen, I can tell, <laughs> tell you the God's honest truth from having stood in 130, 135 degrees, wearing 75 pounds worth of stuff. That is a huge difference between a dry heat and a humid heat. We're in a, we're in a portion of the country where sometimes you look at the... Uh, the the wet index there and it's 98 degree or excuse me 98 percent humidity or 100 percent humidity and people from other parts of the country don't understand that well how can it be 100 percent humidity and it's not raining 
well, it's just that thick in the air. Uh-huh. We actually pray for rain at that point because it'll reduce the humidity, you know. Uh, but it's a big difference. You, you step outside in the southeast or, you know, and, you know, any place else that's very humid, and it's 85, 90 degrees, and you start that sweat immediately. There at 100, 130 is pretty ridiculous, but 110, 115. Oh, you're sweating, but you just... It's, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, it, the, the it, sweating process works it, the way it was designed yeah, to work. Right. It, in 98% humidity, the water stays on your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it collects with other water. <laughs> but the upside is that you don't have to worry about dehydration because in, in Orlando, if, you get, if you're outside and hot on a 98% humidity day, just clench your teeth and inhale real hard. Oh, yeah. You'll, yeah, get, you a drink of, yeah. you'll get a drink of water. <laughs> Absolutely do. Just watch out for the love bugs. Absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, but so uh, Phil was telling me it's 110, 112, and I was like, come on. It's like, that's like 108 with the wind chill. So, you know, what are you worried about? You know, just take it easy. So, yeah, everything's air conditioned the there, just like it is. The only problem Florida. is you have to be careful about walking across parking lots because your shoes will stick. Oh, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Because the tar can't. melts. Don't walk your dog, except on the grass, because that hurts them. That's mm-hmm. rude. I've actually, a long time ago, I was in Phoenix on a business trip, and I saw somebody out walking their dog on the sidewalk. And I was not a lawyer, so we're just we're clear. I was still doing the, the the defense business thing, and I pulled over and made that guy take his shoes off and walk down that sidewalk. And buddy, he did not try to walk that dog down that sidewalk anymore after that. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, that's owie. It hurts. It hurts. I was outside this week wearing a uh, suit coat, some dress shoes, and uh, the the shoes were were bubbling, you know, and uh, soaked through the the shirt, the jacket, the liner. And then the braid on the outside of the jacket completely soaked through in a, in a matter of 20 minutes. That the that kind of hot going on here now, the humid hot, not like again the 110 degrees that they got out there. But wool yeah. jacket? Uh, yes. I see it's absorb. It'll absorb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll still keep you warm even no, then, while yeah. it's wet. Yeah, it looks good. Just don't stand next to me anymore. It's going to smell like a wet dog. Yeah, a couple more times, I'm going to take it to get cleaned, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an army guy. That's an army guy. No, no, it doesn't stand up by itself. Well, when it stands up by itself, you still don't take it. When it starts to ask you questions, then you take it to get clean. Uh-huh. So uh, so hello to all our friends at Gun Tech. They said it's so hot, they're going on vacation. And uh, he said, I said, what's that mean? Where are you going? He goes, we're just staying inside and turning the air on. It's <laughs> a staycation. We're not going to turn it down to 90. <laughs> it's going to be freezing in here. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not going out. We're not going out at all. Uh, hey, I wanted to talk to you. Uh, we've been uh, we've been leading up to this one. We mentioned it a few times on the, uh, on, on the, the videos coming into these. And... George Clooney. And, and listen, I don't really like to talk too much about celebrity. I don't want to give them too much of their due, you know, but uh, this guy. I want to give is... him a lot of due. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for those that don't remember, I think it was uh, March, April of last year, 2016. This is before President Trump was even the uh, nominee for the Republican Party, but, you know, let alone uh, the, our, our new president, George Clooney moved his family over to England uh, because he said he couldn't stand to be here anymore. Couldn't stay, couldn't like, didn't like where the country was going, had to get out. Uh, and and, and they, that's when he said he wanted to move or they were going to move. So, so is he one of the few that carried through on their promise? Uh, you know, he's a, uh, it wasn't that he moved over there for my understanding, reading through the story. He, his wife had a place, they had a big house. Oh, okay. So okay. it was one of those deals. It wasn't like they packed up and tore up their citizenship papers and left. It was, oh, okay. it was, uh, you know, Hey, I can make my point this way and, and, and leave. So he, he says, uh, they're, they were going, they were going to leave. He didn't, didn't like the way things were coming here. And then of course, when the president got elected, he left, they, they went over there and they stayed full time. And he said, they can't stand to be under this regime 
the total totalitarian state of uh, Donald Trump uh, being the president, which is just, you know, ludicrous ridiculousness. We all understand that. But now he's coming back. Why? Oh, no, 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 no. He's coming back because he has fears that England has become too unsafe with the many terrorists. Now, there's some hypocrisy in a few of the things he's done here. Really? Yeah, Just yeah, a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. First, he's very pro-refugee. Pro-refugee. He believes that England, Germany, everyone should be allowing all the Syrians, he, all he of the terrorists. with the Prime Minister of Germany. Yes, yes. And, and congratulate, Angela Merkel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, congratulated yeah. them on, on letting all these people into their country so that it looks like Islamabad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so all of them that... Mr. Clooney said, come on, you know, listen, uh, I, 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 they should be allowed to come in. They're, they're, they're refugees. We're, you know, we should open our arms to them. And well, they did. And England's opened their arms to them. And France opened their arms to them. And Belgium opened their arms to them. And we all see what the, what's going on with the attacks over there constantly. And it, mm-hmm. you listen, it's never, from, it's never from a Protestant. It's never from a, a Lutheran. It's never from a Catholic. Yeah, you know uh, the Methodists, they make a great pipe bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those, listen, no, not wait, all... I'm thinking of casserole. Sorry, my bad. Uh, not all Muslims are terrorists, but it seems that all terrorists are Muslim. So mm, Well, so, so far. Yeah. No, yeah. there's... Well, there's post-9-11, been... because a lot of other people got out of the terrorism business because they said, no, 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 we don't want to be part of that. Tell me the yeah. last time there was an attack from the IRA. Yeah, that's because not, because Sinn Fein came out on uh, September 12th and said, no, 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 we're not in that kind of terrorist business. Yeah, no, no, that's that's yeah. not what we're trying to do. We we, we, we got a real reason. Yeah, we, you know. We're attacking. No, we're not terrorists. We're at war. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know what? We're going to be at peace now because we don't even want to be thought of like that. Right, right. Uh, uh, and now that the terrorism situation has gotten so bad in in England, he he has to come home. He's not safe. He's you know, not there's safe. a way he could be safe. He could let the terrorists live with him. <laughs> because yeah. apparently, you know, that's that's open yeah. your home to the refugees. Right. This this you know, that it reminds me of the story of the lady that found the snake that was freezing to death. <laughs> and she picks the snake up and she takes the snake in and she warms the snake and saves the snake and the snake bites her and she dies and she asks the snake, Why did you bite me? And he goes, You knew I was a snake when you picked me up. What's, <laughs> what's the matter with you? Yep. Yep, exactly right. So he is is coming back. He's uh he's he's decided now that uh you know uh, perhaps my uh uh my values, perhaps my, uh, you know, uh, beliefs in allowing the terrorists to come in was uh, was was wrong. No, no, he hasn't no, thought that, that at no, all. He, he hasn't is, thought that at all. No. He just decided he's better than that. No, he got the Secret Service, retired Secret Service agents, to inspect and analyze all the places he owns that he could be living, and they went, yeah, the one outside of L.A. That's uh, that's probably your your safest. <laughs> That's your safest. This is a guy who's also very, very anti-Second Amendment. Uh, I don't know if you've ever caught or ever seen what he does. First off, another hypocrite here because all the movies, he's you know, he's a gun guy in a movie. He's got no problem making money with the guns in the films. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, but when it comes to real Second Amendment issues, uh, in fact, he was, uh, it was it 2003, he was uh, at an event to ex- accept an award, and, and, and somebody brought up Charlton Heston. And, and he made the remark, uh, a Charlton Heston announced again today that he's suffering from Alzheimer's. Again, remember, Charles Charlton Heston was suffering from Alzheimer's uh, last couple of years before he died. So Mr. Clooney comes out and makes this remark. And then they somebody in, asked him. Impl- since impli- implying that, oh, of, of course he has Alzheimer's because he keeps saying, I have Alzheimer's. Right, right. Yeah. He, he announced it again like it was the first time, yeah. What, when asked if he'd gone too far, he said, I don't care. Charlton Heston is the head of the National Rifle Association. He deserves whatever anyone says about him. 
So, folks, that's that's all of you out there in the NRA. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that thinks you, as a member of the NRA, you as a gun owner, you're you deserve whatever you get. You you deserve you deserve uh, you know, criticism. Yeah. You deserve uh, pain. You deserve suffering. You get, deserve not to have terrorists live in your house with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. Ev- evidently, that's only for the rich and Hollywood successful. Kevin, they're allowed to have walls. It's amazing. He also is against Donald Trump and building the wall. But he's but, going but back. Guess where he's moving to? His, his yeah. compound's wall. Uh-huh. Moving yeah. back to the house with the walls. Yeah, not a house, a compound. Right. Yeah. And who's guarding it? Armed. Armed guards. guys. Guys with guns. Mm-hmm. Now, not uh, this is not people outside with a message that says, "Yeah, n- not, not Muslims guys hold, welcome here," or you know, not, or not say, refugees welcome here. Yeah. Saying you know, right. no guns, gun-free zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're welcome to a gun-free zone. All right, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you shortly. All right, after the break. Tech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. 
So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Coming to you live from the Kiltech Studios. Hey, don't forget to join our good friends, uh, the Georgia Carry Association, at their annual convention coming up this August 4th. That's Friday, August 4th, and Saturday, August 5th. That's Friday, August 4th, and Saturday, August 5th. It's going to be in Atlanta at the Renaissance Atlanta Waverly Hotel. Uh, Georgia Carry is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. GCO believes that the citizens of Georgia and the United States have the right to own and carry a firearm of their choice for any reason other than to commit a crime. So check them out there at uh, georgiacarry.org. That's georgiacarry.org. We hope to see you there. Uh, gentlemen, I want to discuss with you, for the benefit of everybody listening, the Second Amendment. And I want to use the story I want to use is what we've seen going on over in Europe recently with the European Court of Human Rights and 10-month-old Charlie Gard. Have you, have you been, I know if you've been following this story, checking out this story. Okay. Charlie's the, uh, the, the, the 10-month-old child who has a, uh, and I'm not, still, it's a very rare disease, uh, evidently, where the, the, the treatments over in Europe are spotty, untried, you know, not proven, or still, still experimental, perhaps, in there. I'm not sure if it's that or they just think it's going to be too much. Okay. It's too much. He, the, the, their argument was that they can't guarantee it'll work, and so they're going to let him die with dignity yes. he's 10 months old yeah he he's not even a he, he doesn't know what dignity is yet right uh the european court of human rights on human rights which uh, determined that while his parents want to take charlie little charlie to the united states for a, a long shot potentially a life-threatening or oh, life-saving saving treatment yes. that they could not instead the court ruled just as kevin said that he should be allowed to die with dignity and that the court has even said that the parents will not be able to say or have any say at all when he's taken off life support that the court and the hospital can decide we could take your son off life support. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a mitochondrial disease that destroys the muscles in the brain, no treatment available in the UK again. So they, they actually raise the money. This is not even going to cost them anything. $1.6 million has already been raised from donors to bring him to the U S for the treatments. And this court has they, still they decided. Won't him, they won't let them take him out of the hospital. Correct. Wow. Yeah, the UK courts agreed. They went to the, the European Union courts, and they said no. This this past week, they went to uh, another judge there in in uh, the United Kingdom, and uh, I, the Charlie's father got up you know, halfway through and said, I thought this was going to be real, not some joke, and walked out uh, and, and left them at it. Well, evidently, a certain president we all know, 
uh, with the initials DJT, got involved. Mm-hmm. And now a, a doctor from the United States, one that specializes in this treatment, is going to be allowed to examine Charlie this coming week. So he's, they're, they're, he's, the doctor is going to England. The doctor is going over to England to, to examine him. Now, and, and by the way, I might add that um, I, I'm trying to arrange for uh, brigade-level accompaniment. Because <laughs> I've seen the Brits in a fight, yeah. and uh, yeah, two of our platoons will take care of that, <laughs> that stuff. Just hide behind rocks and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't get don't get online. Still yeah. fighting the still fighting the wars the old that's ways. Right. That's right. <laughs> Single file. Yep. Wearing bright red. Yep. Mm. So this this brings about as soon as I read this story, and I know this, this well, seemingly has nothing to do with firearms and here on a firearms and uh, oh, second have a lot rights. to do with firearms if I was one of my kids. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's that's immediately where my brain brain went is that uh, this is this is tell me this isn't tyranny. Tell me well, this isn't. Tell, a, tell me this isn't, doctor. Do you know how to treat a gunshot wound? Right, right. On yourself. That's what this would be. I really feel that that's what this would be. I, I think if if the European courts or, or the the English courts knew that their their citizens had the rights to to defend themselves to to their their God given enumerated but, but, rights but of the Constitution not of self defense. Defend themselves. Exactly. That's they're why not, I'm saying. But if they had those their rights, their laws are that you don't have a God you didn't write to self defense. Right. You will defend this country, but you cannot defend yourself. We can impress you into service and make you make you serve, make you fight for us, but you don't have the right to fight for yourself. And definitely, you don't have the right to fight for your children. They're not your children. They're Britain's children, and they're Britain's responsibility. And Britain will decide what's best for them. All right, guess what? You don't live in Sparta. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Right. I'm responsible for the health care and maintenance of my children, not you, government. Right. If I, don't, if I can't support them, I need you to help, I'll ask you for your help. But you don't get to just tell me how to raise my children if I'm not placing them in any harm. And my seeking medical treatment for them that you think's unnecessary because you don't want to have to pay for it because you have state-sponsored medical care, that's a lame excuse for why you don't want me to save my child because you think it'll be too much money. Yeah, this is that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And that's fine. That may sound good on paper until that one is your child. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. until that one is you. You know, then then it's not such a it's not such a great decision. Now, in the States, this this is something where, where I, I, I don't believe uh, this could happen. Now, first off, you go to a doctor in the United States and folks, just to be clear, I'm not saying you went to the doctor and the doctor said, mm, he's got no chance. Let's take him off life support. And then you got a second opinion and they went, he's got no chance. Let's take him off life support. And then you got a fifth opinion and they said, he's got no chance. Let's take him off life support. You know, and, and the, the best opinion you got is we could probably harvest his organs. You know, that's 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 the, I'm not talking about a situation like that. This is the doctor over there says, well, there's a treatment available. It's still kind of experimental. But it's way over in America. Yeah, yeah, we're not paying for it. Okay, then you know what? We'll pay for it. We'll pay for it and raise the money. Yeah, we're not letting you take him out of the hospital. Well, but the, you know what? we're going to your child. We're going to stay with him. He's our child. We're going to stay with him and and hold his hand and and do everything we can. Well, you know what? You you you're not even going to be able to say when uh, we could turn the life support off. We're just going to yeah. do it without your without your sure, consent. We're just going to shut off the power to that particular suite and everybody in there is going <laughs> to do that in the United States. Okay, doctor, no problem, no problem. Um, well, let me ask to you know, go to the hospital administrator. Let's talk to them. Okay, all right. Got the second opinion. All right, and everybody here is telling me that my child has a chance. I've just got to take him over to that hospital or have that doctor come in here. And uh, all of a sudden, this hospital is telling me, no, I can't do that. No, we need your we need your child's organs. Or, you know, we're going to let him die with dignity. Okay, fine. Um, 
you guys uh, wait right here for a moment? <laughs> I get to. Have you uh, have you had <laughs> if you have occasion to have that conversation with somebody you know that was told no you can't take that person out of the hospital to a hospital farther south to be treated and the response was that four armed men showed up and escorted her to the private ambulance yeah. and got transferred to another hospital and she's alive now right. you know it's you know I'm not advocating violence against individuals who think they're doing the right thing but there's a point at which they have to understand I have a stick and I will hit you with it right. if you try to threaten the lives of my family right? I, I, I will protect them. I will protect them. And if you're between me and the thing they need and you're not righteously in the way, I'm going to whomp you in the head with a stick. Yeah. And listen, the point we're, we're trying to make here is, is, is not that we're advocating violence by any means. No. Uh, Kevin's giving you, you know, a further example of, 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 uh, your right to self-defense and your right to pr- preservation of yourself and your family. This the example here we're saying is I don't think we ever get to this point in this country because I think the board no. sits down and goes, uh, have you seen that guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. We don't, we don't do this because we know that people here have the right of self-defense. They have the right to say, no, we're not a government slaves. We're not government robots. We're they're individuals with their own rights and freedoms. Yeah. This just kind of personifies the cliche of an armed society is a polite society. Your attitude dealing with, somebody that you bump shoulders with down, you know, walking down the sidewalk is going to be a little different when you know it is quite possible that he is armed as well as you being armed. Good friend of ours, uh, Mark Walters, said recently, he wrote an article, says the Second Amendment means I carry a firearm with me everywhere I go and I will be dependent on no man or no government for my protection or my well-being should evil make the mistake of visiting me again. Second Amendment means that I am alive today to dedicate the rest of my life to fighting for your right and my right to do the same. That's where this is. That's where we are with, with this European Court of Appeals. Never would happen here because of that, because of the Second Amendment. So uh, just wanted to re- relay some of our thoughts. In the, well, you know, we can we can pursue our life, liberty, and happiness. They can't. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, hey, folks, that's it. Uh, first hour here. Listen, we still got some advertising room available. You want to want to do a little advertising on here, whether it's locally at your market or, uh, you know, on the whole network. Uh, give, give us a shout at uh, armsroomradio.com. You can look up. You can see how to how to get a hold of us. Uh, hey, we've got uh, got Major Bill coming up next hour. We have Dr. John, the chief uh, surgeon of Arms Room Radio, coming back with us. He's going to be talking about the uh, shooting in uh, the Bronx Hospital in New York, Bronx Lebanon Hospital in New York. Uh, but listen, until we talk to you in six minutes... Please exercise your second amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. See you next hour. the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. 
So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family-owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR-15 and AR-308 platform-style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free-floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag. Visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. Hey, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I am your host of the program. I drive the Winnebago. And uh, let me go around the room real quick and introduce everybody. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corporate, approved memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays. Uh, good to be back. Thank you, sir. Thank you for uh, continuing to join us through the six-minute break. I know that's... Yeah, what uh, that's else all... am I going to do? Hey, you know, listen, it's six minutes is just enough time to forget that we were here for something else. Oh, you, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Just, where was I? What was I doing here? Oh, yeah, I got to get back in there. Yeah, our quick. producer keeps yelling at us. Why? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh that going? time already? Where are you guys oh, going? Okay. Hey, on my left, the illegal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. How are you doing, sir? Everything going all right? I mean, I know we had this conversation an hour ago, but uh, you know, usually we get into it in here. We get all uh, we get all uh, frustrated, and we want to we want to talk, and we want to go shoot. Just want to make sure everything's still going all right with you over there. Uh, I'm fine, and I'm not really in the position where I want to shoot anybody at this moment. I didn't say anybody. I said go shoot. Oh, okay. Got to got to clarify that. Got to clarify that because there are days. There are days I know when uh, I wish that I had the ability to resurrect people because I would kill them just so that I could bring them back to life. And don't make me do that again. Don't well, that's, make me uh, do that again. that's, uh, I think that's zombie zombie. You want no, to, no, no, no. I don't want, I want them to be fine. Oh, you want to, oh, okay. I just want them to remember what it was like and oh, say, Hey, right, right, right. if you do that one more time, right. or if your mother has to say something to me about this behavior once more, <laughs> I'm going to kill you twice. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh, you, yours aren't that age yet. You wait, they, they'll get that age. I uh, hope not, but uh, no, well, we, if you don't, I said that, I hope not. I said I hope not. That's that, it. that they give you the reason, or they get that age. They get the reason. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason. Give me the reason. Give me the reason. They're going to give you the reason. Yeah. That's why they're children. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us back here today. We've got uh, we've got more great program coming up. Uh, let me remind you, again, 3 to 5 p.m. Saturdays, you can go to the Internet now and hear the live feed. It's armsroomradio.com. You can uh, follow the links there, listen to us live. If you, uh, if you can't listen to us live, that's all right. You can go back and listen to us. Uh, later on, you go to uh, the links on there, and, and uh, it's all set up where you can go listen to all the previous uh, broadcasts, all the previous shows. Yeah. Where will they be able to listen to next week's show? That would be uh, no. next, in next your week. Mind. That'd be next oh, okay. week. That'd be next week they can listen to it. And then, of course, you can, scary place. you can go in there and see where and when we play on other markets throughout uh, the country. So in case, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, 5 p.m. in Delaware works better for you than 3 p.m. in uh, in Florida. I don't know. You know, perhaps... Uh, you know, 4 p.m. in Georgia works better than noon in Seattle. I, you know, whatever works for you. There's some options available. So, wait, you know. aren't those the same? No, they're off by one hour. Okay. <laughs> uh, That's why I said wait. <laughs> and it was a real question. <laughs> and I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> uh, well, the, again, again, thank you for joining us here on the program. Hey, there's a story. We got a, what do we got? We got, a, we got five minutes left. We got four minutes left. There's a, there's a story out in, out in New York that I, that I, I just wanted to cover Within the next couple of minutes, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this one. It's about uh, the New York County District Attorney. Now, this is uh, New York County. That's uh, that's the borough of Manhattan. New York County's Manhattan. Their District Attorney, Cy Vance, which which actually sounds like he, it should be on Law and Order, you know, like oh, he's District Attorney Vance, you know, but it's not. It's his real name. Uh, District Attorney Vance offered some interesting takes on the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act this weekend. If you remember, we talked about Concealed Carry Reciprocity uh, moving through. We had uh, Representative Thomas. Massey out of Kentucky who was trying to get D.C. carry only approved, you know, so it would benefit members of Congress there. But uh, this is referring to the the greater National Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act. Uh, He said, excuse me, District Attorney Vance of New York County of Manhattan said that National Concealed Carry was a bill that's most likely supported by ISIS. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he says it's most likely... Supported by ISIS. Uh, he was on a radio show last weekend, and, and he, he said, he argued that the proposal, which was drafted to treat concealed carry permits like driver's licenses nationwide, would make New York City more susceptible to violent attacks. If that bill passes, I believe the safety and the greater safety we have achieved will be at risk. This legislation, which now has 200 co-sponsors in the U.S. House of Representatives, would amend federal law to allow lawful gun owners to carry concealed handguns in any state that permits the practice, so long as those individuals are eligible to carry concealed firearms in their home state. Vance argued an increase in violence could occur if the bill becomes law, as people from states with looser gun laws than New York would be allowed to carry concealed firearms in New York. Kevin, what's that sound like to you? Paranoia. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This. What other argument have we ever heard with every time there's a concealed carry law, an open carry law, uh, a new gun law, what's the argument we hear every time? It's going to be the wild, wild west. <laughs> That's good. Blood's going to flow in the streets. People are going to be shooting each other at the gas stations. Uh-huh. And guess how many times this happened? Uh, none. Yeah, none. None. Could, I, I saw a statistic the other day that said concealed carry permit holders are the least, the smallest group of individuals to commit crimes with a firearm, smallest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 at less than 0.2 percent or something like that. 
Whereas two percent. No, 0.2%. Two tenths of a percent. Two tenths of a percent. So for every thousand that have a, uh, a concealed carry permit, two may be involved in a gun crime. With law enforcement, that number goes to 8%. So it's more likely you're going to be accosted by a police officer with a firearm illegally than a concealed carry. Yeah, and this is probably a law enforcement by, officer off duty or illegally uses the firearm on duty, you know. By uh, 300%. Yeah. It's 300% more likely you'll be shot at by a cop or a firearm used against you illegally. Illegally shot at by a cop. Not this, I'm not talking about your on duty cops. This is That's not what we're talking about. I want to make sure we're clear on that. This is well, a you cop. You can who, get shot at by a cop illegally while he's on duty. Yeah. <laughs> he hates when I do that to him. No, because, because, because no, here's why I hate when you do that because we got because we got 45 <laughs> seconds left and you're wrong because <laughs> because law enforcement even if they use uh, 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 unnecessary force you cannot resist them. What if I'm not resisting um, them? What if they just shoot? You me? can't. You can't. You can't. You, 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 it's what I'm saying. Now they could be found wrongful later after a trial. Uh, but but they're not out committing crimes. What I'm what I'm what I'm giving to you, and I'm trying to keep Kevin from muddying up on you, is I'm talking about law enforcement officers that have a lot of training in firearms, then go home after their shift as a law enforcement officer and decide I'm going to go shoot the neighbor's dog because it's barking. Oh my God! You know that's crazy talk. Those police officers are much more likely. Three hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's eight percent of them as opposed to 0.2 percent of concealed carriers. That would be more than three hundred percent. But this district attorney, again, has come up with the argument that if we do it... It's ISIS. It's ISIS. It's ISIS. And cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. It's, it's going to well, happen. My only thing is... Brimstone. It's, it's from New York, so... Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room sky. Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. we get back, we'll have uh, Dr. John Adine with us. Tech Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. 
GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. Hey, don't forget to uh, join us uh, coming up at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. The Gun Rights Policy Conference is September 29th, 30th, and August 1st. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, September 29th, September 30th, and October 1st in Dallas, Texas. Come meet national gun rights leaders and your fellow grassroots activists at the 32nd Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference. This is your once-a-chance year to network, get an insider look, and plan pro-rights strategies for the coming year. And I'm telling you, this is a big deal. You get to be shoulder-to-shoulder, elbow-to-elbow with the people that are going to be making decisions and going to be putting forth policy, and your input is valuable. So if you've never gone to one before, this is really worth it. 
Uh, in fact, our, our our next guest, our guest on the line, uh, Dr. Uh, John Adine. Dr. John is the chief surgeon of Arms Room Radio. Dr. John is a, a frequent flyer at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Uh, uh, Dr. John, first off, welcome back to the program. And what are your recollections of GRPC? And, and do you think it's valuable for people to go to? Oh, it's absolutely valuable. Uh, my first GRPC was in Houston in 2013, and that's where I met Tim Wheeler. And that's where I get started with Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. So, yes, you will meet people that will uh, have an effect on your life. Uh, you know, the first year I went, I went as a, as a, a you know, as a, a audience member. The second year, I was up talking. So. It can happen that quickly. No, that's the same. Uh, I, I believe uh, you and I first met there two years ago. We all met, and then uh, and again, then yeah, you know, last year I was up there speaking. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it happens that fast, you know. So it does. I mean, because we are the grassroots. I mean, we are the gun lobby. We are the people who who care, who really care. And you know, all of us care about our rights, but there's a group of us who actually put it on the line and, you know, and spend our own money and spend our time off to go out there and further our uh, second amendment rights. And I think that's an important thing. And the more people that show up to these type of things, it's, it's like recharging your batteries every year. I'm inspired. Every time I go, you meet people that you don't yeah. expect to meet, right. you make new friends. It's just, it's awesome. It really is. It's an awesome experience. And I encourage, and, Oh, and it's free. Yeah. Okay, there's, and you get a pile of books. Yeah, you're going to come home with a reference you. library like you like you didn't think possible on uh, Second Amendment right. and gun rights issues. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of perks, but most most importantly, it's really the interaction. It's meeting people. It's hearing what people are doing. You know, we all don't have to invent the wheel. There are other people who've already invented it. You know, we can we we can uh, kind of work together and get you know get things done together. Yeah, this is uh, this is put on by the Second Amendment Foundation. So it's saf.org/grpc. Check them out there. Uh, it's it's a great it's a great thing. It's also a great place to not work against each other. Yeah. yeah you're you're a, you're putting forth one agenda, and you know, it's not as important as it maybe once was. But you you want to put together a con a consolidated front against the anti-gun lobbies. This is the place to have those conversations. Right. And the Second Amendment Foundation is very good at long-term thinking and, and long-term planning. These guys really have an idea of what they want to do, where they want to go. They pick their cases very carefully and, and so that uh, they don't goon themselves. They don't put one in front of the other, which will actually stop things from moving forward. So uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Alan and, uh, and, and now Andrew, are, are uh, it's, it's incredible what they're putting together out there, and they do it year after year. So. Um, hey, uh, Dr. John, we had we had an incident occur in the Bronx Lebanon Hospital. Now we've had you on here several times talking about the opportunity, the rights of, uh, of doctors, medical staff, and everybody else to to exercise their Second Amendment rights is something that we'd, we'd love to see. You'd love to see them be able to do. And now we have an, we have another shooting at a hospital. Uh, what what can you tell us about what's what happened there, and 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 what your movement may have been able to do had. Uh, you know, or change the situation there. Had you had the, these uh, officials had their own firearms to protect themselves? Well, this is a, a the, the person who did the shooting was a man named Henry Bello, but his real name is Henry Williams Obo Tetokudo, and he's he was uh, an immigrant from Nigeria. He was initially reported as being a family practice doctor, but it turns out he was not a doctor; that he was a pharmacy technician. 
Right, right. And th- this man had been in and out of trouble, apparently, uh, over the past several years. He was arrested for uh, a sexual assault, and it was played down to a non-felony. Um, and then he also there was also another uh, sexual, um, I don't know if it was an assault or just... I think there was some harassment complaints at the, at, uh, at the job there, right. yeah. Right, sexual harassment claim, and they asked him to resign. Right, uh, and, and he also lost his license to uh, practice as a, a pharmacy technician in the state of New York, and right. that was a couple of years ago. So this guy's had a couple of years to plan. A couple of weeks ago, he buys a New York compliant uh, AR-15 variant. Yeah, with the ten-round magazines, and he uh, puts his white coat on and walks through whatever security they have at this hospital goes up to one of the top floors and is, is looking for a specific person, uh, can't find that person, and then he just starts shooting a bunch of folks. I think he shot uh, wounded six, killed one female doctor, and then tried to light the place on fire. The sprinklers went off. He tried to light himself on fire, apparently, and then finally he shot himself. So so here we are. We're in this uh, gun-free zone, and, and this shows the failure of all these gun controls. Correct. First of all, he passed the background checks. Right. Why? Because he was able to plead down his felony, a sexual assault, to a misdemeanor. So if, if, the, if, the, if the prosecutors had done their job and prosecuted this guy, but because he was a you know, foreign national and uh, you know, an immigrant and uh, being politically correct – they, they pled down, you know, I mean, you know, we can't hold him accountable. Right. You know, uh, and so so he's able to pass the, the background check and get the New York compliant, stringent, uh, altered, crazy looking, you know, AR-15 rifle and smuggle it into the hospital underneath a white coat. You know, the question is, did he still have his ID badge or not? You know, what, you know that the, the security guards at these hospitals are not armed. So even if they did discover the guy had a rifle, I doubt they could stop him. Yeah, listen, um, and, and there's pictures of this rifle on there. You can take a look at it. The police took the picture at the scene. This is a, a, a 20, maybe even a 21-inch barrel with the style of flash hider he's got on there. It's got the crazy 10-round magazine. There's no sights on the thing. It's got this the long stock. The thing's probably anywhere from 36 to 40 inches long. Right. And, and yet he still puts it under the lab coat, takes it inside. Now, John, like you said, this is a... This is New York compliant. This is a gun that shouldn't be, uh, it's not, it shouldn't be able to kill people. It doesn't have a bayonet lug. They took that off of there. It doesn't have a flash hider. It's just right, got a. That's, that's what I was going to correct you with. It's, there's no flash yes, hider on it. It's a New muzzle brake, not a flash hider. Mm-hmm. Um, or it doesn't have anything at all. It's just a very long barrel. The pistol grip's been removed because you can't have a protruding pistol grip under the SAFE Act. But yet, this gun that they fought so hard to get these bans in place, this gun was still able to kill people. I don't know how that's happened, John. It's clear this gun was not, uh, was not shouldn't have been able to kill somebody. Well, maybe it's the unsafe act then, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's like we say, so, the problem with the gun laws is the people that don't know guns or the people that are anti-gun make the gun laws. So, Right, and, and, and the bottom line here, it's not the gun. We right. all know that. Yeah. It's, the, it's the actor. It's the person. It's, this guy obviously had some issues uh, whether he was mentally ill or just, you know, he had issues with uh, culture and could not assimilate. You know, the the, the problem is that uh, a lot of the people that come to the United States from uh, places, uh, you know, where the culture is very different, uh, they're not trying to assimilate anymore. You know, it used to be uh, when you came to the United States, you know, you, you learned English, you became, 
uh, you know, probably one of the, the best uh, advocates for the American way of life. And now, you know, there's they're separate. They separate themselves. There are no go zones in a lot of big cities in the United States right. because uh, people of one ethnic uh, variety or religious bent or whatever you want to call it, um, they are now in charge and the police don't go there. It happens both in Europe and in the United States. Yeah. And, and so, you know, this is a real problem. Um, so it's not just, you know, whether it's a religious thing or a cultural thing. It's a failure to assimilate. And it's, and it's us against them, so to speak. You know, they're out there and they don't look at us like we're human beings. We are just, you know, the women are, you know, toys to be played with or, you know, they're, they're, they're there to be dominated by the man. And, uh, you know, that just doesn't fit with our culture. Uh, now, so now uh, we end up with these kind of problems. John, we've got a, we've got a break coming up here. Um, I, if, you, if you could hang out with a couple more minutes, I'd like to talk to you about how we could change this. How Not, not obviously sure. the culture, that's something, but, but how, how hospitals, how the medical profession, how they can get away from the whole, you know, guns are bad, guns are evil, and how they, you know, these individuals might have been able to protect themselves, if you could stick around. Sure, absolutely. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Make your tactical rifle tactical and accessorize it with the latest gear from GunTech USA. Family owned and operated, GunTech USA manufactures tactical accessories for AR 15 and AR 308 platform style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality accessories for American shooting sports' favorite rifles. Choose GunTech USA for pistol grips, flash hiders, tactical scope mounts, slings, compensators, iron sights, and more. Keep your AR rifle cool under fire with GunTech USA's new free floating handguards. To locate a dealer near you, or to check out their vast selection of parts, accessories, and gun tech swag, visit GUNTECUSA.com. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or have it done, make your tactical rifle tactical. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech USA, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, the National Rifle Association, and the Wounded Warrior Project. Online at GUNTECUSA.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for 27 years and counting. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to the program. You're coming, or we're coming to you live from the uh, Killtech Studios. This is Arms Room Radio. Hey, on the line with us, we have uh, Dr. John Adine. Dr. John is the chief surgeon of Arms Room Radio, and we're talking about the sh- hospital shooting at the Bronx Lebanon Hospital in uh, Bronx, New York. Uh, Dr. John, thank you for hanging in there. Um, we, before we before we left, we wanted to get into what can hospitals do to change this? As somebody who illegally brought a firearm, a firearm he never should have had, one that uh, should have been caught by their uh, by their background checks that would eliminate it, by the SAFE Act that should have made sure this firearm couldn't have hurt anybody, how can the hospital prevent, and what are you guys doing as the doctor, Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership to prevent this kind of thing from happening? Well, you know, there's not a way to prevent it using gun control laws. That's the real issue here. 
is that the laws failed, and they they always fail. You know, if you look at all the mass shootings, uh, either the, the person pa- passed the background check because background checks are retrospective, or uh, you know, in the case of this guy, uh, you know, he wasn't prosecuted for a felony. He was he, he plea bargained down to a misdemeanor, which left him eligible to purchase a firearm using the background check system. Right. Uh, so, so that's the first failure. You know, gun control we know doesn't work. Okay, it only controls the law-abiding. It doesn't control the criminal or those who are uh, bound and determined to wreak havoc and murder. So, what do, what can we do? Well, first of all, in New York State, you know, it's it's, it's almost impossible unless you were worth millions of dollars and know somebody to get some kind of a concealed license. And even then, hospitals are suppo- supposedly gun-free zones right up until the point when they're not. Right, right in, uh, in New York City. New York City, yeah. Yeah, New York City. Yeah. And in Texas, you know, our hospitals are gun-free zones too. Right. So it's not just New York State. Right. And in fact, most of the states around the, around, most of the, the uh, states around the country, uh, hospitals are gun-free zones. Now they tr- in fact, I think it was in, uh, can- was it in Kansas? They just tried to get rid of that gun-free, you know, gun-free zones in hospitals, and uh, they they wouldn't do it. So the legislature, for some reason, thinks that for some reason hospitals are magical places where uh, you know guns ought not to be in the hands of good people, uh, only in the hands of murderers and and crazy people. Okay. Well, that's so, it, and, and Dr. John, that's the argument you hear is we don't want guns in the hospital because there's crazy people at hospitals. Yeah, well, there's crazy people at hospitals, wh- whether you want them to be or not, and you don't know because they walk in the front door. Yeah, and listen, okay, so that that, cr- that doesn't help. Yeah, crazy people are not exclusive to hospitals, and and, and this is not exactly. okay. Listen, everybody here at the hospital, line up, get your guns before you come in. I, you know what do they what do they think is going on? You know that's that's just yeah. not the case. Right, and so you know what, what I've been advocating is to allow uh, hospital employees, hospital staff who have concealed handgun licenses or licenses to carry or, you know, CCW, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever it's called in your state, to be able to carry while they're working discreetly. And also, you know, and I think even better would be to have them train. You know, and, and, you know, the model is the FASTER program in Ohio and now in Colorado where they take school teachers and school administrators and school employees and teach them not only, you know, marksmanship, but also trauma first aid. And so having them both carrying and trained, because frankly, the only way you're going to stop this person, unless they decide, okay, I'm done, I'm going to shoot myself, is you're either going to have somebody with a gun to take the guy out, or you're going to have to to, uh, rush the nut, as they like this, as Anthony Calandro in New Jersey likes to say. Exactly. Now, now, so... Dr. John, hold on one hold on one second for me because you know what it, I've got uh, Major Bill on the line. Let me bring Major Bill in here also because uh, there's a couple questions where we can uh, we can uh, talk about them amongst all of ourselves here. Uh, first off, uh, please welcome to the program Major Bill. Major Bill is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of uh, of Arms Room Radio. Uh, Major Bill, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Dr. John. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, and congratulations on your promotion. Well deserved. <laughs> Thank you very much. Now, let me ask you, gentlemen, this, uh, uh, Major Bill, Doctor John just just said, you know, perhaps if uh, if if the staff, the doctors, wanted to take training, 
uh, you know, they could they could have somebody trained with firearms. And listen, it's the same way, like you said, with Ohio. You get people that either want, that either have concealed permits, they have a military background, law enforcement background, even if it was just for a couple of years in military, but they, they have no problem and they want to uh, carry those firearms there. Is this something law enforcement agencies should be helping hospitals with? If they say, listen, we're, we're going to carry, could you help us with the training? Is that something agencies would do? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I know we partner with uh, hospitals in our area down here. Uh, we do uh, active shooter, active killer training. Uh, you know, and the, there's a lot of uh, the emergency room doctors that, that uh, we deal with that are well-trained. They're, they're armed. They, they have their concealed permits, uh, and they come out, and they work with us. And they work with our, our, our first responders, the, the officers that are out there. Uh, this would be something excellent for us to do because the only really in a situation like that up in the Bronx or anywhere in a hospital like that is the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is to have a good guy with a gun and uh, it's it's going to take some time for police to respond uh, even if they have a detail officer there at the hospital uh, you know odds have it the, the, that officer is going to be at the opposite end of, the, of, of where the situation is happening yeah and, and, and Dr. John if you guys uh, you know had this if this was part of the the defense plan, you know, the the, emer- the emergency plan there at the hospital, this clearly would, uh, would 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 help to prevent these type, or not prevent, but end these type of scenarios rather quickly. I, I mean, wouldn't you think? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, the having people dispersed throughout the hospital who are armed would make them more likely to be in the right place at the right time and to stop these things, nip them in the bud before they get really going. Because, um, you know, the, the, the police officer, you know, the hospital that I work in, is 10 stories high, okay, and it covers an entire city block. Right. So wh- how is he going to, first of all, find it and, and get there and, and in, a, in a reasonable period of time? And, you know, and if you're carrying your gear and you're humping up 10 flights of stairs yeah. to get this thing, by the time you get there, you're already gassed, and now you've got to get into a gunfight? Yeah, that's, that's, pretty t- that's a pretty tall order. Uh, so having the person on the scene armed right there, you know, the, the best chance of stopping it. Plus, you can also defend an area. You can, you can get to an access point because, you know, your patients aren't going anywhere. They cannot run. Right. They cannot hide. You know, they're, they're stuck where they're at. They, they are, you know. And so if there's somebody that can, can, you know, block access to a ward or a wing or whatever, you know, at a strategic point, and this is something that you, you think about in your practice, you know, that's going to make the, the patients, it's going to make the families, it's going to make the staff safer. And it will act as a deterrent because if the word gets out that, you know, X hospital has armed staff, well, if you're a crazy guy, you're probably not going to go try to shoot up X hospital. You're going to go to Y hospital whose who staff isn't armed because you're looking for the easy score, the, the, the numbers, you know, all, all, the, all the stuff that we see with these active uh, shooter, killer guys. Don't be you the know, softest they're, they're target. They're out there to get the big numbers. Yeah, don't be the softest target. Yeah, no, no, listen. Right now, the, the only pushback that, that I've, I've received in, in talking with, with different facilities and, and stuff like that is, is a lot of the hospitals, uh, some, some are county-run, uh, some are private, but regardless, they, they see the liability. Uh, what if it's a bad shoot? What if, what if this? What if that? Uh, and we can what if a scenario all day long, uh, but the whole point is, you know, we're there to protect the patients. We're there to protect the staff. 
Uh, and I think hospital administrations need to see beyond that uh, and see what a liability it is if they don't do something, especially if it is out there and available. Right. And as I've said many times before, the only way they're going to change their minds, when the corporate lawyers start talking to the administrators, they're saying, well, look, and as long as you have the, the, the gun-free zone sign in front of your hospital, you're covered. Yeah, sure. Well, when, yeah. There's a, when there's a massacre at a hospital and there's a multi-million-slash-billion-dollar lawsuit settlement, that's when they're going to start thinking out of the box and saying, maybe we should do something different. And until that happens, uh, things aren't going to change just because it's the status quo, and, and it's hard to change corporations you know the, the hospitals that i work in it's a big corporation it's, it's multi-state it's a national corporation dr john we got a we got a break coming up here we gotta gotta let you go hey how can everybody stay in touch and see what you're doing yeah we're at uh, drgo.us we're on facebook uh at uh, doctors for responsible gun ownership so look for us there there's always stuff out there we put two blog posts out one on tuesday one on thursday and we're on on the facebook every day Outstanding. Dr. John, thank you for joining us. We'll see you back here in, in two weeks, uh, back uh, on a regularly scheduled time slot for you here on the program. And, uh, hey, listen, everybody, right. stick around. We'll be back to the program. Major Bill will be back with us for the last segment, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, 
When customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast-to-coast with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Specialist Benjamin B. Bartlett, Jr. died July 15, 2007, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Bartlett, 25, of Manchester, Georgia, was a fire support specialist assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 7th Cavalry Regiment, 4th Brigade Combat Team, 1st Cavalry Division, Fort Bliss, Texas. He was killed in action in Mosul, Iraq, of wounds sustained from a rocket-propelled grenade. He was posthumously awarded the Bronze Star and the Purple Heart and promoted to specialist. Bartlett joined the Army in Atlanta in 2005 and was previously stationed at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Army Specialist Benjamin B. Bartlett, Jr., you are not forgotten. Any legal issue whatsoever, give me a call, 407-480-2179, and I will do what I can to help get it sorted out. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in to the Fallen Hero segment of the program. If you know anyone, you have anyone that you'd like to hear during that, a friend, relative, somebody you just uh, read about, contact us, armsroomradio.com, and it would be an honor to do the Fallen Hero segment on them. Again, that's any any public servant, uh, police, fire, military, anything like that. Uh, we would uh, it'd be an honor to to do that. Hey, uh, joining us again on the line, we have uh, Major Bill. Major Bill is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Uh, Major Bill, welcome back to the program, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, thank you for for jumping in there a little bit early with Dr. John. I know that was a little unexpected. It seemed to be going that way. So uh, your opinion was uh, was valuable. And and again, thank you for joining us during that segment. No, it was great. I, 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 Dr. John's one of the best. He sure is. He sure is. We uh, I, I think we'll all see each other again at the Gun Rights Policy Conference out there in the uh, end of September, beginning of October. So, looking forward to that. Um, hey, Major Bill, there's a. Uh, this is one of those stories where uh, I, I watched it. I watched the video, and I thought, um, wow, we we got we got to bring this up. There, there's a story. Uh, and you know what? I'll let you I'll let you uh, tell us where it was if you still have it there in front of you, <laughs> uh, because I know you have a unique way of taking us there. Absolutely. Uh, if we all. Uh... 
go ahead and get on our phones, on our uh, tablets, on our computers. Let's go to Google Earth, and let's jump on over to Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we're going to be with the Charlotte Mecklenburg uh, Police Department. Uh, and this, uh, this incident occurred back on March 8th, uh, where Officer Brian Walsh and his partner uh, responded to uh, a call of a mentally ill person. Uh, these are the types of calls that police get on a routine basis. Uh, the great majority of these calls uh, end up uh, nonviolently. Uh, the situation resolved. The person uh, that needs assistance, needs help, uh, gets the help that they need. Uh, but we also have to realize that we're also responding to one of the most dangerous calls that we can in law enforcement because we don't know uh, what we're going into, on, really on any call, but especially on this type of call. Uh, Officer Walsh and his partner respond. Uh, when they get to the residence, the, the sister of the, of the uh, subject called uh, said that uh, her brother uh, had threatened to kill himself and was now armed with her fiancé's rifle. So the officers know uh, we, we have a mentally ill person. Uh, he's threatening to kill himself and he is armed. So we do have that information. Uh, the officers get there. Uh, they're confronted at the door with the subject uh, who has the rifle. Uh, both Officer Walsh and his partner uh, do the right thing. They retreat to cover. Uh, and they both don't go in the same direction. They go in opposite directions, which is one of the, one of the tactics that we use because we're splitting up the targets. Uh, the subject then chases the officers out to the end of his driveway. Uh, the subject then turns and raises the rifle in what appears to that he's going to take a shot at Officer Walsh's partner. Now, at this point, this is what's amazing, Mike. You and I talked about this. Yeah. This is incredible. Uh, Officer Walsh is 75 feet away. He's armed with a Glock, 22, 40 caliber, uh, and he fires, he, he, he fires one round. And that's all it took. Drops the subject, hit him uh, square in the mid-back, uh, and, and drops the subject. Uh, they immediately go back up there. They call for rescue, render aid. He's taken to the hospital. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he does perish uh, from the shot. But this just goes back to, uh, you know, you're going to fight like you train. And if you don't train properly, you're not going to react properly. I mean, this was just incredible. I watched the video. You watched the video. I mean, 75 feet uh, from a pistol, and you, you hit the subject in the back. Uh, it, it's just absolutely incredible, and, and kudos to, to Officer Walsh uh, for doing what he needed to do. Yeah, we talked about, um, uh, it's about a year, year and a half ago, uh, Sergeant, uh, I think it was Adam Jones out of San Antonio, who took a 150-foot shot with his with his uh, M&P 40. And this was one-handed, low light, while holding a horse mm -hmm. in his left yep. hand up with a guy uh, <laughs> and, and a rifle. You know, it was incredible. But now watching this video, this um, may have not been as far a shot, but you literally you, you watch Officer Walsh, you know, sprint towards cover, moves around his vehicle, and as he comes around his vehicle, now he's already drawn his weapon. As he comes around the vehicle and looks up. And he's wearing a body camera, so you get to see his his line of his line of vision here. He looks up. the The bad guy comes into view, and this whole thing of 
He was running at a dead sprint, stopped, took one more step. Bad guy stepped into view. He took the shot within a second. This wasn't a, I got down behind my car, I put my pistol on the sandbag, I waited no, for the uh, range yeah. instructor to say go. This was, yeah, this there's, was there's, okay, run, 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 threat, bang. You know, that's, it was that quick. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, and, and I, you know, I looked at it, it looked like it was a, it was a, a Glock 21, 45, but if you found the, the 40 cal, you're just making Kevin even more happy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I, now, I could be wrong, you know, looking at the video. Uh, well, I don't I think it had flown that far straight if it was a 45. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been a mortarman in a different life. Who yeah. knows, you know? <laughs> it could have been. But, you know, this, this goes to the training that, that we put our officers through. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not just standing there and shooting a paper target. Uh, we have uh, state of Florida now requires that we do uh, stress-induced uh, firearm stress training, fire. Uh, stress so fire. that when you have something like this, yep, yeah, uh, you know, we get them out there, have them run around the range, do jumping jacks, uh, jump out of a car, and go and engage uh, moving targets. And this is why. Uh, and this also speaks to you have those pundits out there of why didn't you just shoot him in the arm? Why didn't you just shoot yeah. him in the leg? Come on, this yeah. is seventy-five feet. Yeah. We teach you shoot at, you know, center mass of the biggest available target. Yeah. And that was dead center on his back. Well, I fear that this may have been suicide by police. Which, it, which it may have been, but this officer's got no way. He, he has no of, idea yeah. other than his partner's screaming gun. Yeah, and, and, and the reason that there was a, he was shot in the back is that when this, uh, when this bad guy came out, uh, the, remember, the officers had split tactically, like uh, Major Bill had said. Well, the, uh, the the bad guy saw the guy go to the right, so he got to the street, turned right towards the bad guy, point, excuse me, towards the other cop, raised the rifle towards him, and, and that's his, when the other cop said... back to yeah. the officer that fired the shot. Right. So he, he took it down to, to save the, you know, the, the lives of the officer and then uh, any other civilians that were there. So, so, folks, here's the point. Lieutenant Bill, or excuse me, Major Bill just made it, and uh, I'm going to make it again. If you're a cop, if you're in military, if you're, especially if you're a civilian, if you're just a everyday concealed carrier like those of us sitting here in the room listening to each other, like the majority of all of us out there, put some stress in your shooting. Even if you just go to the range, you know what? Keep your gun in your holster, stand there, run in place for 30 seconds, and then stop and pull the trigger on your gun. Well, pull it out and aim at the target and pull the trigger on a gun. <laughs> Get that stress-induced fire because guess what? When it, when it hits the fan, your blood pressure, or excuse me, your pulse rate is going to be at 200 beats per second. Don't train at 80. Get it up there. I mean, yeah. do the basics at 80, but then get it up there. You need to excel. So, uh, Major Bill, uh, thank you again uh, for joining us on the program. First off, I want to I want to thank everybody that joined us today. Uh, Eric Friday from Georgia, from Florida, Cary. Dr. John again from DRGO, Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. That's DRGO.us. And then, of course, Major Bill, thank you for joining us. And please, sir, be safe out there. Absolutely. And to all my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt. Check your six to always go home at the end of your shift. Please, folks, until next week, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. And don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone, and we'll see you next week. Deltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. 
so when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second when innovation ignites performance brace yourself there's twenty nine more innovation performance caltech see more at caltechweapons com thinking about buying an ar rifle maybe for hunting or home protection there are a lot of them on the market so why choose an arms room ar rifle well one they're made by veterans and first responders people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle two the arms room ar is made with the highest quality materials and standards your arms room ar may not ever be used to defend life and property but if it comes to that know it'll work right the first time every time shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of ar rifles pistols parts and accessories that's armsroom.com where veterans and first responders always receive 10 percent off 